This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Yo, what up, though? It's your man Jay Johnson, aka the Tim for your hat Titan, aka the conspiracy realist, aka the technology snob, Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text him with your green bubbles, aka only debate my equals, everybody else I teach. Also known as Juice, cause all the hoes say Jay, you ice. Young Caesar, cause you know you can't roam without me. AKA, get it right, I did it different, did it better, did it nice, did the impossible, and then I did it twice. The best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. What up? <laughs> More obnoxious every week, my nigga. <laughs> and it's your man Dame going wild. The West Side landlord, the pride of PA, the corner store conquistador, the liquor store legend, and the father that your punk ass wish you had. What's up? Keep oh. it short and sweet. The straw that stirs the drink, the big glass of Kool-Aid drinker. That's all I got, man. I'm just going to be reaching at this point. But I'm a fucking living legend, nigga. I am Space Mountain in the flesh. Your bitch wants a ride. And I'm open all summer long like Cedar Point. Oldest ride, longest motherfucking line. Dame gone wild. Shit. Yo, somebody fuck with me this morning and like is literally, like, my nigga, I've been up since five o'clock this morning because I had a six o'clock haircut appointment because that's how I get down on my Saturdays with my Eastside Barber. Shout out to my nigga Nate Harris. But motherfuckers have been fucking with me since my feet touched the floor. I am on fire this morning. Me and my nigga Jay was just sitting here and I just had a phone call and I was letting them fly. I, I was letting them quotables fly. I was dying laughing. <laughs> I was letting them quotables fly because you are not going to fuck up my Father's Day weekend. Get behind the Satan. You will not fuck up my Father's Day. If I don't get shit else in life, there's two days that I celebrate. That's my motherfucking birthday, and that's motherfucking Father's Day. And ain't a bitch alive with a pussy between her legs, walking God's green earth, gonna fuck with either one of them. Goddamn right. <laughs> shit. Let, the, let the, church, the doors of the church are open. Is there one? Is there one? Hey, I went to church last week, and a pastor said something that was for re- some for real shit. He said, "I don't, I, I didn't pray for a saved wife. I prayed for a sexy one." He said, "Cause I can bring her to Jesus, but I need her to look good." <laughs> and that shit stuck with me. Pastor dropping bombs. <laughs> yeah, he said, "I didn't pray for a saved wife. I prayed for a sexy one." Because we got to get on FaceTime when I'm out of town and do what we did, do. Did he say that? Yes, he did. Oh, how old is this pastor? Hey, man, he got to be early fifties, oh, but he okay. can like he keeping it one thousand. Bow wow, for real. Yeah. So, how was your week, my nigga? Well, wait, 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 wait. Welcome back. Yeah. Shop is- Talk Podcast, episode number 52. 52. That's a year. That's a year, nigga. Congratulations, my nigga. Congratulations, my brother. Uh, This was, it was a Saturday, a year ago. Today. Yeah. Uh, and your crib. Yeah. We, I really thought it was going to be a one week, one week thing. But um, yeah, man. Um, I I appreciate it. And um, one year—that's a long time, man. We got to put this uh picnic together, though. Oh, the Shop Talk Podcast picnic is coming, and I'm telling you right now, bitches, get your bodies together today, today. 
Get a sauna suit, get in your nearest lifetime, Planet Fitness, Powerhouse, because if you come out there with your saggy ass titties, your body looking like a bag of dirty clothes, you're shaped like a sweet potato, we don't want you there. We don't want you there. Hold on. Stay away. (laughs) Relax. Hold on. Stay away. First, you can't call them bitches and expect them to come out. Ladies, I'm sorry. Uh, Unstable creatures. (laughs) Everybody is welcome, all right? No. Yes, everybody is welcome. Then then wear appropriate clothing. It's a barbecue. They ain't about to be out in no bikini. I'm saying, like, if it's hot enough outside, let me tell you something. When I think of barbecue, Besides good food, good music, and good people, I'm thinking of fuckery, too. There's going to be some water balloons. There's going to be some motherfucking super soakers. Uh, There's going to be a bunch of wild niggas at a park somewhere, and we're going to have a good motherfucking time. Uh, I'm all good. Praise the the Lord, saints. With the young ladies and the wild balloons. Uh, You can keep the wild niggas. I don't want no problems. Hey man, as long as I'm in the building, it's a wild nigga on the premises. Somebody gonna be asking me who man's is this? And shit. <laughs> I'm your man. I'm your, your motherfucking tag team like, partner. Shit. We Bubba Ray and Devon, nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh, welcome back, man. Marty Janetti and Shawn Michaels. This is the Father's Day episode. Yeah, man. Uh, we'll get into some Father's Day information before. Amazing. Amazing fathers, and before this episode is over, uh, there's just a special message from my heart that I like to share with fathers. Okay, that's what's up. Uh, but before we get into that, we got to address some bullshit that didn't happen this week. Okay, let's we, we'll ease into the bullshit. Let's yeah. let's well, start. We just, just start with the the Golden State Warriors. I know you was hating. Like you uh, sat, you sat here. And yeah, you, you, I, I thought Cleveland was going to win it. Like, I, I'll i admit it. I mean, it's recorded. I wanted Cleveland to win. I thought they were going to win. Golden State played a hell of a series. They got a lot of firepower. I can't sit here and shit on the champs like they won it. Like, it's not like they the NBA was some collusion. Maybe for them to go fo fo fo, they weren't trying to have that shit happen. But, I mean, Golden State pulled it out. They're the champs. I mean, it's, you're talking about a team with Steph Curry Kevin Durant, fucking Clay Thompson. The bench is absolutely fucking loaded. Like them niggas are a well-oiled machine. Cleveland and got a go- Cleveland got a good bench as well. They do, but they don't have the firepower that Golden State has. And I'm not gonna make no excuses with it. But Golden State is built to last. Like them niggas might be a problem for the next three to five years. So this is this is the only thing that people kept talking shit about that I ain't necessarily agree with. Everybody was hating on Kevin Durant. That nigga left a team with one superstar. And went to another team with one superstar. Are we just calling Steph Curry just the only superstar? Clay Thompson's not no fucking superstar. He's a he's a he's perennial all star every yeah. year. So I, I mean, mean, it's a bunch of all stars on Cleveland. But like literally, there's only there was only one superstar. It's a bunch of all stars on Cleveland. Nigga, it's they two. got nigga, they got six niggas on their team with Olympic medals. They have nine all stars on their team and an MVP. Come like I'm, nah. just, I'm I'm just keeping it real. Like Richard Jefferson I, doesn't count. Fucking you got a gold medal in Olympics. Oh, come on, man. So, and, uh, so does Jermaine O'Neal. Jermaine O'Neal was the man at four Carlos point. Boozer. Carlos Boozer was balling at one point. Like, oh, you name a niggas that's like. One, that one thing I give Golden State is that they just didn't pluck a bunch of free agents. These was these. This is a team that was built through the draft. It's only one person that they, they, that they traded for, and it was Kevin Durant. Like, yeah. I don't see that them as a, a super team. Them <laughs> niggas is a team that's really good and added one person. Like a super team is when I literally specifically go find niggas that I know who is dope. And LeBron been doing that shit for ten years. Yeah, LeBron the best GM in the NBA. That nigga but, recruited Shaq to try to get a ring. 
Even yeah, though Shaq was on his decline, like you've been trying to do this super team shit for a long time. Like I said, LeBron is the best GM in the league. He and next year he'll put a team together, or the worst GM in the league. Uh, because every time he lose, even no matter what, nigga had the he, best record in the league for two years. The niggas lose in the finals. Yeah, he had no team. <laughs> what? Now LeBron be having solid teams. Now the teams like that he previously took to the finals, like his first go round in Cleveland, them niggas was trash. Like, he literally put them motherfuckers on his back. But, like, now he be having squads. I don't know. Big Z was one of the best centers in the league at the time. Come on, man. Don't. He wasn't? The the, cent, the center is a dinosaur. The center is a T-Rex. In 2017, in 2008, centers were still popping. Nah. Anyway. Well, Cleveland to get Boogie Cousins next year, and then they'll be all right. You trade Kevin Love and Shumpert and a draft pick. You take Boogie Cousins, a draft pick, and somebody from off the bench. I wouldn't be trade. Cool. I wouldn't. I would. I wouldn't get rid of Boogie Cousins for Shumpert. First off, Shumpert is ass. He need to go home and, and Shumpert, Kevin Love, and a draft pick. Shumpert need to go home with his clearly more more talented wife, um, and just sit there, be a house husband. She got way more talent than he got in everything. She yeah. probably hoop better than that nigga. No, nah, I seen video of her getting crossed up out of her fucking shoes. Like she ain't got no hoop skills. <laughs> I seen you that shit. I think she, I did see that. Yeah, <laughs> she ain't I got no hoop skills. That. Uh but one thing I do want to shout out Golden State for, they said fuck the White House in number forty five. We not we not coming. Nigga, like the next day they put that shit out loud. <laughs> like, like no, we not going. Unanimously, we no. not coming. It's two it's how many white people on that squad? Uh not enough to make the trip. It's two, maybe? Mm, I don't know. It may not be. Is it? Can you can you count Zaza Pachula as being white? Nah, his name nah. is Zaza. <laughs> He's not. Nah, white. they immediately like we shut that shit all the way down. Nah, we ain't going. Yeah, I think uh, forty five is going in that shit. He gonna stop having people come in, in general. Cause yeah, because he he, gonna, he not gonna want to be embarrassed. Because like now it's just way too many people saying they're not coming. He gonna shut that shit down, and I think it's dumb anyway. Uh, it's like a field trip. It's a field trip for for grown ass men to the like, White y'all House. Y'all niggas don't even watch basketball. Like, why am I going down here and shit? Fuck y'all. Yeah. Uh. All right. So after uh, Golden State won a championship, there was another trophy of some sort uh, that was put on display this week, uh, in the form of uh, Amber Rose box. Oh man, Amber Rose has a beautiful looking vagina. I was expecting her to be blonde hair down there. I thought she might just go for the full dye and just, you know. I dated a girl one time. She had purple vagina hair. She dyed it purple. She a unicorn? Nah, she dyed it purple. It was the weirdest shit I'd ever seen before. But it didn't stop from... You had purple hair in your beard? I mean, shit, I'm magically delicious, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's some that's some amazing shit. Like, she had purple hair, but then she dyed her box hair purple. But uh, I I digress. But oh, okay. Well, see, like if you if everything normal, shit, nothing. I don't know nothing. Everything look normal, and then I take them bitches off, and you got purple. Like that's some. That's some amazing. It's like shit. finding the golden ticket for Willy Wonka. Like you come back up looking like, <laughs> well, well, <laughs> what, my... did I, what did that find? Here? <laughs> well, well look, look at God. What do we have here? Uh, but yeah, Amber Rose and this whole slut walk thing and the slut shaming. Uh, is it wrong for me to say I don't give a fuck? I don't care. I know me, me, you, and Tariq have had this conversation. I don't give no fuck about a woman's body count or what she does with her body outside of day. I don't. Well, dang, what this about? I mean, it's it's advertisement for the slut walk. 
That's essential. Oh, yeah, she act like it wasn't. She thinks so. Amber Rose believes that she's a feminist, and she believes that feminists just to show their pussy online all the time, and but should not be treated as sex objects. But everything that you talk about is sex specifically, but we can't view you as a sex object. I think Amber Rose and her slut walk, her slut walk, not the slut walk, her slut walk, and her feminism and all of the bullshit, they get all the way the fuck out of here. You the worst possible spokesman for this shit. I don't have no problem with shit she does, man. She, I don't know exactly what she does. She sells sex. Oh, she's doing a damn good job. Damn good job. Is she? I mean, she's sexy as fuck to me. So, I mean, I'm, I'm interested in looking. I ain't had no problem with the picture. I mean, and for people to be so up in arms, like you got a smartphone in your hand. I'm sure you got much worse in your browser history. Like, just let it be what it is. But, but, but <coughs> kind of like putting it as in, this is feminism. They took, cause he, when they, when Instagram took the picture down, she said, they took my feminist pic down. See, you making a bad name for feminists. Cause if you want to attach feminism to you specifically, ain't nobody trying to hear that shit. That bitch, you a hoe. That's not I'm saying that you are, but like that's the thought process. So next time some feminists really come in with actual real stuff to say that, that really want to empower women. If you want to empower women, Michelle Obama don't empower women? Or maybe it's just is it just Amber Rose? Like only way that you can feel empowered as a woman is you show your box online and do the Amber Rose challenge. Like that's the, how you do it. The Amber Rose like, challenge. Like you get paid for a living to be sexy and shit. You know what I'm saying? You can post those pictures and do all that shit. I mean, she's a model essentially. That's isn't that's, that her profession or her trade? Cool. Absolutely. But everybody who posting those pictures with you ain't. Bitch, you work at the Gap. <laughs> like, hey man, you everybody's the model once you put booking info in your Instagram bio. No, she get the fuck out of here with that shit and all them Photoshop pictures. Cause they be showing them videos when she be on the beach, and that shit don't look the her, same. Her, mm, it's, <laughs> they, they're a little bit more cuts and crevices, but I mean, she a real woman. I expect it to be a little bit of cellulite, couple dents. How old you is know? she? Show me them stretch marks, baby. She by she by reaching her expiration anyway. Oh, that's a whole other conversation. Wow, you said it though. That's a whole other conversation that we'll have. <laughs> you said it because <laughs> that hourglass. <laughs> Fucking sand, the sand starting to to stay on one end. Yeah. Oh man, I'm not involved. I'm not involved with this. Uh, yo, something else that came up that you didn't put on the list: Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor have finally officially agreed to this spectacle. I won't even call it a fight. It's a fight. It's not going to be a fight. All this shit is fight. It's not going to be a fight. One or two things is going to happen. Either Father Time has caught up with Floyd Mayweather, he's going to take this nigga Conor McGregor as a joke, and Conor is going to wash him, or what I truly think is going to happen, that Floyd is going to beat the white privilege out of Conor McGregor for four to five rounds. Uh, he might punish the nigga for the whole 12, just because. Mm-hmm. It depends on how much shit you talk throughout the Oh, it's going to be epic Hall of Fame WWF style shit talking. Uh, I just don't see. They're going to sell the fuck out of this This the only thing is, I think Conor going to do more selling, you know what I'm saying, than Floyd. Floyd going to talk shit. But see, Conor, he like to to, to move shit around, throw shit. Like, that shit ain't going to fly. 
You don't think he throws some shit at Floyd and won't nothing well, happen? Well, Floyd's security side, that, that we don't play like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, them niggas got murder cases. <laughs> like, he got hit with a murder charge. But, but they know what they're getting into. But I'm saying, I don't know if Conor know how to tame that shit back all the time. I hope he doesn't. Because I don't know if you, you when you watch the, the UFC press conference. When he was fighting Diaz, he was like throwing he water bottles throw, at them niggas. Like, niggas don't really play. Like, you fighting them them people <laughs> like we don't really get down like that you know what i'm saying and my, my security staff don't really get down like that so depending on how i don't like i literally may keep you around and literally just beat this shit out you for 12 rounds but guess what the the, the scenario that you just described insert name boxer there ain't that the exact same scenario either solid time is gonna catch up with floyd or he gonna beat this shit out but you? i mean floyd is damn near 40 at this point he like, is 40 yeah so i mean Nigga, Father Time is undefeated. That nigga is a million and oh. He never loses. And Floyd is starting to get up there in, in age of fighters. But Not I to say that he's... Think but, about this. But Floyd is damn near impossible to hit, like, clean. It's damn near impossible just to blow... Like, to, to rock this nigga jaw. Conor McGregor ain't no hoe. So, I mean... Conor McGregor is not a boxer. No, nah, he's not. He's very aggressive. He's going to swing punches. And Floyd is a counter puncher. And he's going to rock He's going to eat shit. them shits all up. And, you know, I'm a... Uh, a boxing connoisseur. I watch it all day, every day. I, I, I literally, it's probably not a day don't go by. I watch some form of boxing via even my YouTube stream, all the different behind the scenes, old fights, whatever. Um, typically, what Floyd do is whatever you good at, I take that shit away and I counter you. So every time you, because everybody is so worried about this left hook that that uh, Connor got, uh, that you usually swing on niggas with. Four ounce gloves on But you can be wearing Some ten ounce gloves Because y'all fighting At 154 pounds uh, You're not used to this shit But there's, there's not a lot of tape Of Connor In a Like at Boxing You know what I'm saying Like there's, there's it, it it gives A little bit left to study Because you don't know What you're walking in there with But the issue I got Is like Fake ass media ESPN Don't know shit about boxing um, Fox Sports Don't know shit about boxing and them niggas get up there, ah, this is going to ruin boxing. This is, first no. off, shut the fuck up. Nothing's ruining boxing. People still, it's a Boxing fight. needs some help. It don't. It's yeah, been, it does. Nigga, it's been a great fight on every fucking weekend. Nigga, Andre Ward and Colaville fighting part two tonight. tonight. Yeah. Like, literally, this year specifically, you had some great fucking fights this year and going into the next year. On free TV at that. Like you know what I'm saying Boxing There has there is more boxing On television right now Than it's ever been Period Like even back when The Tuesday night fights Was popping and shit like that It is literally more boxing On free TV Right now Than it has ever been Yeah And boxers are making More money than they ever made But You got these talking heads Get on TV And tell you that That um Oh boxing is dead Is really hurting Guess what Certain divisions are hurting Heavyweight division They came back this year I'll, it's I been wouldn't like, go that far. I wouldn't go that far. I, well, look, it's been like five really good heavyweight fights uh, this year, and they got some really legitimate, legitimate heavy hitters and shit. I mean, it is it is what it is. But people who are upset, like, come on, fam, this entertainment. Why the fuck would I not be entertained by this shit? Like Muhammad Ali didn't fight a motherfucking wrestler back in the in the sixties and shit. Antonio Noki. Like nigga, it happens. I don't give a fuck. I want to see the shit. I don't like Conor McGregor. I don't. I think he a hype job. And then he got washed in the ring a couple of times. I know he got one official loss, but he get washed in the ring. He take a lot of punishment. But, I mean, he a tough-ass white boy. It's going to be – I'm not going to say it's going to be a good fight. I'm thinking about going to Vegas for the shit because I found me like a, 
all-inclusive package for like less than a grand. I'm thinking about no, I'm making that the, trip. I need to actually watch the fight. Like if I was going to the fight, it'd be different. But I'm not about to just go down there just to be in a bar watching that shit on the screen or some shit. Well, you could be in your hotel room. That's just going to be at least $100. For sure. I mean, the last one was $100. Shit, regular. Pa- yeah. Uh-huh. The Ma- pa- Manny Pacquiao shit was $100. I mean, a regular pay-per-view is going to run you $60 in HD. So I'm, I'm not surprised that it'd be an extra 30 bucks. Like, it is what it is. Well, at least if I don't go to Vegas, I know whose house I'm going to watch the fight at. Hey, man. Um, or stream the shit illegal. I ain't bought a pay-per-view in I don't know how long. I watched this shit online. Streamed to my TV. Or via Fire Stick. You know what I'm saying? So, Fire Sticks have uh, taken over boxing pay-per-views. So, numbers have been dipping because literally everybody's watching the fight. We just watching that shit yeah, <laughs> on just... Twitter. Like, you know what I'm saying? If When I really want to find a link, I like go on Twitter. I look for a fucking such and such and such fight link. Somebody post a link. I shoot that bitch to my TV and I watch that bitch for free. It is what it is. Yeah, I'm gonna watch the fight. But fight I'm not like, gonna pay for it. Fights, <clears throat> shit like this, it create fight parties. And then you have motherfuckers. You buy the fight for real because you want. If you got motherfuckers over, you want that bitch to be crisp. You don't want it to be stopping and pausing and shit. I can deal with that shit if I'm watching it by myself, but. You want that bitch to be Chris? Fight party's gonna be here. Bitches, girls gonna come over. Oh. You're gonna have uh, liquor gonna be here. Like, how can this be a bad idea? Nigga, you don't got friends? Like, <laughs> like it's gonna be a party. You're gonna have fun. And that's what everybody gonna do. They're gonna go home. Uh, and then Monday morning, they're gonna go to work and talk about the shit. Like, how is this bad for boxing? I'm not gonna say that. I never said it was bad for boxing. Like, I wanna see it. I wanna see it. Is it showtime? The. Everything that leads up to the fight, yeah. I want to see it. And then I want to see the fight. I just hate you um, only watch boxing on pay-per-view people, and then you try to talk about the shit. Hey, shut the fuck up. Yeah. I don't talk about the opera because I don't know shit about it. But it is what it is. Uh, two more things before we get into our topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said I would keep this shit up every week. Dame's Playlist. Okay. This week. A uh, lot of fucking music came out A yesterday. lot of good music came out yesterday, but the shit that I am rocking with. Well, the album that I'm fucking with is my nigga Two Chains. Pretty girls love trap music. How you think? How you like the album? I love the album, and I will go on record to say I think it might be Chains' best album. Uh, I'm gonna still sit with it. Okay. Uh, I don't get the best album from Chains so far. I think none because I because anticipating this album, I've been been listening to some old Chains shit. I think Chains' first album was probably his best. It was really good. He had like literally like eight singles off of that shit, dog. Like, yeah, it was like packed. And my and I always tied in like my baby boy is a two chains fan, and he graduated elementary school this week. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he was very happy that we got to ride and listen to new two chains on the way to and from graduation. That's eight o'clock in the morning, he want to listen to chains, and I'm like, it's your day, man. It's your fucking day. Ain't Apple Music great, man? It is. <laughs> like, it is. I don't know if I'm going to keep it once once this free trial is over. I'm just saying. Because I don't like commitments of $10 a month. But you can buy, uh, I think if you, um, you can buy a, a car for $99. Um, it's two months off. And you just pay it up. So instead of $120 for the year, it's like $100. Who do you think I am? John J. Rockefeller? I'm, I'm on these streets struggling, my nigga. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, though. You know. but, but also, 2 Chains, besides 2 Chains, what I've also been listening to is a member of the Hustle Gang, Dope Boy Ra, got a Never project. Heard of him. I'm sure you haven't. I listen to a lot of underground shit. He got a, he got a single called Lord, L A W D. Shit is fucking incredible. 
Dope Boy Ra from the Hustle Gang. Okay. You should check it out. You want to steal something from the Joe Button podcast? Steal what from Joe Button? Every every uh, at the end of the episode, they play like a sleeper pick, a song that niggas ain't up on at the end of the. We season. we should we should incorporate. I mean, this it's is, not stealing. This is, We're this just is, incorporating. No, I mean, this is flat out stealing. I'm okay. I'm not above it. You know what I'm saying? Like I like music too. We'll think about it. You know what I'm saying? You know, we're just finding things that are working for us as we continue I, to grow this podcast. You know what I'm saying? I do share songs back and forth with a couple people like, nigga, have you heard this? This is real dope. And my, you know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. We may steal that shit. So, if you're listening, somehow. Yeah. It is what it is. Uh, Big Boy came out with a project yesterday. Boomiverse. Uh, Young Thug came out with a project yesterday. I, uh, I, easy never, breezy, beautiful thugger girl. I'm never listening to it, but he came out with a project. Yesterday. I just love the name of that shit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, uh, I I think that shit is catchy. Okay, yeah, uh, you know, it's each his own. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I think this shit's catchy. Uh, what else? Uh, somebody, one of my always said Drake came out with an album yesterday. Who? He's completely fooling Drake. Like nigga, Drake go back did, to sleep. Bro. <laughs> Drake did not come out with an album. Yeah, yesterday. go back to sleep, bro. Um, it was something else that came out. Oh, her part two came out yesterday. I don't know if you uh, remember or familiar with the first her album. Um, some sound, it's some underground sound class shit. But it's a, a lady. She made a song called uh, a project called her. And part two came out, and it's dope. Matter of fact, her was so good that somebody did a response to the record. He named it him, which was a dope ass project. About eight songs or whatever. Um, but her part two came out. I listened to it. Yesterday, um, and it's fire. Uh, you got to get up on it. Uh, I'm not familiar, but now I am. So I'm gonna have to go looking for it. So now it's time for who? Our, man? who whose man's is this? Whose man's is this? We bro? we still got to interject Ant doing that yeah. doing that part because I I'm not gonna even try and, and jump on that falsetto. But yeah. whose man's is this? We know who's getting it this week. But I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you take off. Oh, from here. Jesus fucking Christ, dog! Like the mayor of Coonville. Man, I, I just started this off by saying I'm not a big Steve Harvey fan. Um, I don't think I've ever been a big Steve Harvey fan, right? Even when he used to rock that lace front. I watched the Kings Steve of Har- Comedy. I I watched the Steve Harvey show, the TV show, and via Kings of Comedy, like I gave all them niggas a, a shot, right? But because I'm not the biggest Steve Harvey fan, every time something happened with Steve Harvey, I kind of reserve my judgment because I already don't like him, and I probably think I'm probably just hating. You know what I'm saying? I didn't like the think like a man that whole book shit. I didn't like that. Nah. Um, I don't like his talk show. Um, I don't listen to his radio show. Nope. But I caught some clips from his radio show this week. That's kind of what brings us to why we're awarding whose man's is this to Steve Harvey. So the day after Golden State Warriors beat the Cleveland Cavaliers, and I also found out uh, Steve Harvey's from Cleveland, apparently. (laughs) You know my disdain for Cleveland. Yeah. The mistake by the lake. So a guy called in and said that uh, he was happy that Cleveland lost. And Cleveland... Don't deserve a championship or something like that. The man was from Flint, Michigan, and Steve Harvey uh, tells the man he over there bathing in all that silver water, referencing the Flint water crisis. And then they kind of his his whole host was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, we gonna really back we in, really back in, Steve, blah, blah, blah." And then towards the end of his speech, he was like, "Enjoy a nice glass of that brown water." Now, Steve. 
I know you think you a funny motherfucker, but you're not that funny to me. And you want to be a 100%? You're not even a fucking kings of comedy, nigga. You was the host. Them three niggas was the kings. You was bringing them out. You you wasn't, you didn't even have a set. You was talking in between you announcing the real kings of comedy. You necessary. We all just give you the kings of comedy title. Nigga, you was the host. You not one of them. Bernie Mac, D.L. Hughley, and Cedric Entertainer were their stars of the show. You was a funny nigga that they was their homeboy, and you bring them niggas out. Now, I can't take away and say you just not funny at all, because at some point, Kings of Comedy was funny. It's funny as fuck. You know what I'm saying? He was old, he was cool in that. I'm good. I ain't, I ain't like nothing since. The TV show was cool, but you ain't right the TV show. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't fucking like you, dog. Now, you done did all this bullshit... Cause I, when I went online to find the audio And I type in Steve Harvey Flint oh, He got like four different shows Where he's sending cases of water Yeah and sending like pallets of water uh, up to Flint You know what I'm saying So, And I think that's going to be his recourse Like once the backlash really starts Where I've dedicated a show to Flint I, I sent f- water to Flint Yo I don't give no fuck Flint been without clean water for three fucking years So what I say A last, basic right What I say last week when we was talking about Bill Maher you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't get a pass for saying nigga because you did this. You talk about black people he don't talk about. Just it because applies on both ends. Just because you, you, you can't keep getting a fucking pass for fucking with the culture, essentially. You don't get to say that shit. It's not a joke. You mad that the Cleveland lost? I get you from Cleveland, but you taking it too far. Go have a nice glass of that brown water. Niggas then died over this shit. The are, next are the, still dying. Are still dying. The next day, um, they formally charged. Um, I can't think of the gentleman name. With man, couple, with involuntary, involuntary manslaughter. Now these, this is real shit. This ain't no shit you can get on on the radio and, uh, and and talk shit about. And they ask you specifically, don't you want to apologize? We think this going a little bit too. Co- your your co-host and everything was like, no, nah, I ain't gonna pop. Like fam, it's, it what? felt like it was a sports related joke. Nigga, that ain't got shit to do with sports. So if you really want to be that, you got that sucker ass book that you put out. Uh, don't I don't write no fucking relationship book when you've been rich 20, 30 years and shit, bitch. Nobody fucking with you like that. Uh, number two, Steve's been married three times. One uh, of the his wife now was his best one of his best his best friends to one of his ex wives. He tried to put one of his ex wives in jail on some child support shit like a hoe. Um, there's allegedly video of you of uh, slapping one of your wives in front of people and shit. You know what I'm saying? And you took that fuck ass picture with your shirt off with some fucking overalls. Oh man. What kind of shit is you thinking you fucking John Henry and shit? Like, this is a bunch of questionable shit. Then you taking pictures with motherfucking Trump. He like, met remember when he went to uh meet with Trump. Like, no, it's just way too much. It's just way too much for me. And now you talking about you bathing in all that silver water. Like, nigga, this shit ain't funny, dog. Because guess what? It's children literally still doing that. They don't got no fucking option. Yeah. No, dog. Fuck that. That's too close to the crib. It's, it's kids bathing every day from bottled water, my nigga. Boiling that shit on the motherfucker. Making that shit warm on the stove. Taking a rag and a piece of soap and sponge bathing the fucking then, bottled water. About a month ago, you sent that letter to all to all your staff telling them basically don't fuck with you. Don't come to my room. Don't email me. I'm going to put you out. Like... I try to get you a pass on that, like you a busy man, blah blah blah. No, it's some, it's ways that you say shit to somebody, dog, and you can't keep doing this shit. And we keep giving you a pass. Who mans is this? Who the fuck keep taking up for this nigga? At some point, you getting associated with him too. You can't keep, I can't keep giving you passes for this fuck shit because guess what? 
if that was Bill Maher who said some shit about uh, go drink that dirty brown water, we'd be all up. All of us would be all up in arms. But black because people. he black and he said the shit, oh he a comedian. I don't give a fuck what not, you are, dog. I'm not riding with the fuck shit. You Steve responsible Harvey's for the doing. words that come out your mouth? Who mans is this? Fuck nigga out of here. Come do a show in Flint then. Nah, man, he don't want that. He don't want that type of smoke. It's real. It's it's a bunch of wild niggas still in Flint, and they'll roll up on your lace front wearing ass. This a whole bunch of sucker shit. This a whole bunch of sucker shit. You ain't the king of comedy, goddammit. it. Nah, ain't never been. Uh, I don't. I don't want to even give Steve Harvey no more fucking time. Fuck you. Fr- sincerely from Shop Talk Podcast. Eat a dick. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, smoothest trans. Speaking of Father's Day, <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, we talked about um, doing a Father's Day episode, and we wanted to give some love to the fathers out there because I think it's one of the holidays that we have that doesn't get enough shine. No, they they group it together, dads and grads. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Um, Mother's Day, Red Lobster, fucking Olive Garden, all that shit be packed out. I know my father's do. The most important uh, male figure in my life. I never looked up to like basketball players or TV personalities stuff like that. I literally, I didn't even think that was a real thing. I think that's um, it was almost like a media thing, like role models. Like, no, my dad is who I, <laughs> I looked up to. You know what I'm saying? He did what he needed to do as a man to take care of my my mom, my and my brothers and extended family. I mean, our house was always open to whoever needed assistance at the time. Um, so he was the best example that I possibly can find. All the things that we had when we were younger, bust his ass. Who know? I didn't know we was poor <laughs> growing up. Like yeah. they, my parents hid that shit from me. You know what I'm saying? I didn't grow up with Jordans. I didn't grow up with like nigga. We, who knew? But no matter what, he took his ass to work and came back and did everything that he was supposed to do. And I can say the same thing about my old man. I I I commonly refer to him as Ray Cash. Uh, he was the the disciplinarian of the house. You know, nothing got by my old dude. Like if some shit hit the fan, like he found out about mm-hmm. it. Uh, he raised us, provided, took care of us. I watched my old man literally bust his ass and go to work every day for thirty plus years. You know, my my father worked for Wayne County Community College in an administrative role in several different administrative roles, and to the point where he. Uh, Retired like a the year my mother passed, so which would have been 2013. My old man retired, and I watched him get up and go to work without complaint every mm-hmm. motherfucking day. Right, and you know, and me like you, like by no stretch of the imagination were we rich. We were, you know, a middle class family. Yeah, we had a nice home. We took vacations, mm-hmm. you know, but. I know now as an adult and as a grown man, it was due to my father's sacrifice. You know what I'm saying? No, I didn't rock Jordans. Well, he didn't buy Jordans. I rocked them, but my old man didn't buy them. But I mean, we always had a roof over our head. Anytime I opened up the refrigerator, there was always food in the motherfucking fridge. You know, we still took trips here and there, vacations. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And my sister and I grew up. You know, with a pretty normal ass life. I mean, a a good life when I when I look back on it, and it was due to him and my mother's sacrifice. But it was, you know, from the example that I had, my old man got out there and worked and worked hard every motherfucking day. No days off. Like I don't I don't call off work 
You know what I'm saying? I don't. No. I didn't miss days of school. Like when I was younger, uh, they just instilled in me a work ethic. Like I broke my damn neck one day, and I, I'm, I'm saying I'm not even saying this in jest. I'm literally with a neck brace and everything. My ass was in school the next day. Like we don't take days off. I think I fell through a window, stitches in my back. I'm wrapped all the way up, walking like a fucking mummy. I'm in school the next day. Like little shit like that, I didn't think about until I got older. Like you. Nigga, some shit happen. You dust yourself off and you get the fuck. Yeah, home. pick pick yourself up. Like, can you can you go to work tomorrow? Will you taking your ass to work? Can you go to school tomorrow? Will you be taking your ass to school? Like those little things, things I used to hate. Go pick up this trash off the off the grass, even off the neighbor's grass, and little shit like that, cutting the grass and everything like that. Now you looking like man, people just be throwing stuff on the ground. Like a lot of stuff that was instilled in me uh, come straight to from my father and um. I think he needs they fathers in general need they just do because we all understand that everybody is not a father. Some no. people have helped in the birth of a child, but they're not fathers. They're not men. Exactly. And the good fathers out there who don't take, get enough credit, who take care of their family, they carry that burden of the quote unquote bad father as well because they automatically looked at black males. We'll just kick it real Like if you a black man With a kid Somebody looking at you Like you probably not doing What you're supposed to do Because of all the other Bad examples But Because no. of the stereotypes the Stereotype. Not even Because I, I I can't think of the study That I found But they said that Black fathers spend On average More time with their kids Than any other mm. Demographic group Of fathers And I believe that shit I have my kids Half the fucking week Every single week mm. You know what I'm saying? I got my babies. And, you know, I'm, I want to share two things. Number one, just my plea to other fathers. I don't care what you're going through with your kid's mother. You know, I know that shit's not easy. Some of these bitches make life fucking difficult for you to be a father. But I will always challenge that being in your children's life is worth whatever bullshit you got to go through. I know myself, I've bought, I've bought children into the world, not in the best situations. I haven't always been the best person, and I haven't always been the best father when it comes to shit. And that's just me, like, being 1,000 with my own shit. But I love my babies. I love every last one of them. And even though shit may not always be kosher with me and their mothers, I, I try my best to always maintain a presence in their lives. Because I understand that I'm raising young men and women. I'm raising future leaders, future husbands and wives. And sometimes the the first example that they're going to see of love is what comes from me and their mother. Absolutely. Now, me and their mothers may not never be in love again. You know, and, and that's, that's cool because life, that's how life happens. Relationships either go one or two ways. Either that's just going to work fully or it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, like my relationship, I'm, I haven't been the best person in the dealings in my relationships. And most of my problems in life have stemmed from poor decisions that I've made with women. But I can honestly say that my kids give me a reason to wake up and live every day. I had a situation about a year and a half ago where I almost died. Like, just no no ifs, ands, and buts about it. The doctor told me when I came to the hospital, had I waited another 24 to 48 hours, I wouldn't have made it. It was because of my kid's mother that I made it to the hospital. Because even though we weren't together, she she still thought enough of me and my health to say, I don't think something's right with you. And I listened to her. And because of her, I'm still alive. And that's so important, especially when you're dealing with children and in a relationship, because they can think like, all right, 
So especially if say you started off together, mommy and daddy live in the same house and everything, right? Everything is all good. Everything is all love. When mommy and daddy go they separate ways and I visibly see that they don't like each other, they don't love each other. Well, the mommy and daddy can stop loving each other, then they can stop loving me. And now they in a, you know what I'm saying? Those kids are in a in an awkward position be like, well, so it's important, even though if you're not inside of the home, that you have a relationship with the child's mom and everything to show them. Like how we kind of went back to the to the Mother's Day episode. Like it's okay to buy something for your for the child's mom on Mother's Day. It's important for them, but it's important for the child as well to see things will be okay. Yeah, these things didn't work out, but guess what? Mommy and daddy still love each. Not the same type of love, uh, but as a person, as the the father of this child, the mother of the child, there is love and respect that's there, and you can push forward. And it takes a strong person, strong father, to be able to do that. And it's strength a strong man. If mom and dad moves on to let another man come around their children and actually be in that in that supportive role. Exactly. And it's never too late to be a part of your kids lives. You know, some, sometimes we make mistakes and there are things that we miss out on and we can't make up the time that's missed. But it's never too late to make that effort and to try. And I wanted to share a story of mine. And I, I talked to my homeboy, Myron, before, you know, I mentioned this story because I did want to get. You know, okay. his blessing before I, I mentioned this shit. But I had a homeboy of mine, my nigga Myron. For a minute, he was a deadbeat fucking dad. Like, just plain and simple with the shit. His son, Lil Myron, now was 11, I think. But there was a point in time where Myron wasn't fucking with his baby mama. So he decided, I'm not fucking with my son neither. And we used to all go to the same barbershop. I see Lil Myron, you know, typically every other week. Because his mother would still bring him up there to get mm-hmm. his hair cut. And my, my nigga Myron would go different days because he was trying to avoid that interaction. One day I saw little Myron and all my, my nieces and nephews, they call me Uncle Champagne. Like that's just... Ch- I, Champagne poppy? No, no. It's, <laughs> I, I, I get into the Uncle Champagne story later, but all my nieces and nephews call me Uncle Champagne. So he saw me at, up at the barbershop and he sat next to me. He told me, Uncle Champagne, when you see my dad, tell him I love him and I miss him. Mm. And that shit broke my fucking heart, mm. you know, to the point where I had to I had to call my man. So I was like, look, bro, you fucking up and I can't deal with you like a friend until you fix that shit. Because your sick like little Myron was real young, like five or six. And like your son can't come to me like that. Right. And had that type of conversation with me because he know you come to this barbershop. You know what I'm saying? He- He's looking for you. He's looking for you, and he wanted me to relay a message to you that he missed you. Like, you got to fix that shit. And until you do, like, I love you as a friend, but, like, I can't fuck with you like that if you don't fuck with your kids. You know what I'm saying? Because that's something all my niggas that have kids, I can honestly say, like, ain't deadbeat-ass daddies. Right. Like, they, like, yeah, we go through shit with their mamas. I cuss my baby mama out every other fucking week. But you know what? I still get my daughter. When she call, I still pick up and I'm still there for her. Like the shit may not always be good. I'm going through a situation right now that I'm just praying to God about when it comes to one of my kids. But you know what? I'm not going to turn my back. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my baby. You know, I'm praying to the Lord that he can intercede and work this thing out. But I still love him, you know, because I, I, I love all my children and I'm just trying to make shit the best that I can make it but you know it took some time for him to you know deal with a lot of that guilt and that heavy heart because a lot of that 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 time is what it is it's that ego you know is how do you come back how do I explain the time frame that I've been gone I want to move on I want to move forward but 
I got to account for two years. I yeah, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and that's hard. You know, it's, I'm not going to say it's an easy conversation, but it's one that can be had. And if you care enough about your kids, it's something that you can work through and work on. Because the kids don't owe it to you to reach out and have a relationship. You owe, you it, to owe it to You owe it to them to stand up and be a father and to be a man. It's easy. To, like, we can dog out our kids' mothers. We don't never have to get along with them. But for a point in time, we was equals because mm-hmm. we both laid down in that bed. We both fucked each other. And regardless of the decisions that we made thereafter, we parents now. So mm-hmm. we connected forever. Not until one of us died. Like, we are connected forever through this universe. So I'm just saying, to my niggas that are fathers, that are going through shits, with their baby mothers, with their ex-wives, bad relationships, bad breakups, bad divorces. Swallow that pride, my G. You know, throw that shit to the wind. Like, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. You got to know when to hold them and when to fold them. And it was when it's for the betterment of your child, when it's for their relationship, for them to have quality of life, for them to just need you there. Like, just be there. Yeah, and your children are watching. They're, they're, they are learning how to deal with conflict from you. They're learning how to deal with situations that may not be best from you. And Hell if you, yeah. And if you run from those situations, you're teaching your child to run from those situations in the future. And I know partners of mine, women that I've dealt with that grown grown up without a fa- their father in their life or missing that, there's something missing from them. There's something Absolutely. that they're always looking for and always yearning for. And if you've dealt with dealt with that like I've been fortunate enough my parents were together until the to the day that my mother passed you know what I'm saying I never grew up in a household without my father my old man is still around now he called me up yesterday because he was driving past my house like hey man you need to do something with that grass <laughs> and you know what the fuck I'm gonna do later on the day I'm gonna get out there and I'm gonna cut, cut that, that goddamn grass right, right, cause right. my old man <laughs> said something to me about the shit so I mean I don't know what it's like not to grow up without a father in the home. Unfortunately, I couldn't make it work with, with the mothers of my kids. So my babies are growing up without me being in the home every day. But they know if they call dad, if they pick up the phone, they know on certain days, like, I'm going to be there. And I don't care what I got going on in life. Like, my days and my time with my kids, I don't miss that shit. Because I want to be there. I When me and my ex-wife separated... You know, the first thing that, and no shade to her at all, because she is an incredible woman and an incredible mother, and I could not do a quarter of the shit that I'm able to do as a man and as a father without her help and support. So I don't even want to make this seem like it was no shade to her. But when we initially separated, she was like, well, you can have the kids on a weekend. And I really fought her tooth and nail about that shit. Not that I just wanted my weekends to turn up, but I wanted to be sure that I was still involved. I didn't want them to look at the weekends. We just going dad's going yeah. to dad's I house wanna, to have I fun. I want to be the weekend dad. Yeah. No, I wanted to be there for homework. You know, I pick up and drop off to school, you know, head start, daycare. I'll be sure that I meet teachers, go to parent teacher conference because I want them to know that these kids like I'm around. And if somebody fuck up, you don't have to call their mama. Call you, me. Yeah, you can call me and I'll be there. Give me about a half hour because I'm in Canton, but I'll be there. So, I mean, I I fought her on that so hard because I wanted to be, you know, involved in a part of their lives. And that shit is important to me. I got. My baby boy just graduated elementary school. My oldest son starting high school next year. And I'm still going to be around fucking up his life and making shit inconvenient because I'm your goddamn dad and that's what I get to do. Right. Man, shout out to you, man. Shout out to all the fathers out there. Um, all, my, all the fellas in my circle um, who have children, 
excellent fathers, and two of them have children on the way. So I, yeah. I already know. I know D. Merritt said he got he got a a, yep. a young queen that's about to come into the world. Absolutely, man. So shout out to all them, man, because they're really great men and great fathers. Um, and we wouldn't. There's no way you can be around me <laughs> and not take care of your children. It's just not happening, dog. So, um, so we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, and we wanted to just give a shout out to like fathers. That we grew up with, so to speak, whether oh, it's television, man. fiction, real life. People. I've been waiting all week for this. Um, we we put a put different list together. So let's shoot, shoot one off. All right, I don't care what he's going through in the news media right now. If you say Doctor Heathcliff Huxtable wasn't a perfect example of what a father should be, the, you're the a television liar. version. Yes, the, not not Bill Cosby, the yeah. the the rapist. I'm talking Doctor Heathcliff. Huxtable mm-hmm. was an incredible version of a father. You can't I, argue with that shit. I can't. You know that television show was really good uh, for some people, and um, if you did not have a father inside of your home, and you may you say you grew up in a single family home and you used to watch that every day, like that may have gave you an idea of what your family should be like in the future. He was a single, he he was a father, not a single father, but he was a father that helped raise five children. And shout out to Claire Huxtable for probably having the sweetest honey filled pussy in all of TV history because she popped whoa, out five kids out, for, for Bill out, Cosby. Time out, dog. You for Dr. Heathcliff Huxtable. Dog, you can't use such vulgarity uh, when you're speaking of the queen. I know, like I know. You, I, you, you can't, you can't, forgive me, forgive me. I'm you can't a, do that to her. Saturday man. morning savage, forgive me. No, you can't do that to Claire her. Claire Huxtable is vintage vagina, plain and simple. Yeah. You, if you could bottle that shit and put it on the shelf, it would sell out. I don't have a, <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't say anything about <laughs> it. It would sell the fuck out. But we're going to keep her in her high, her high, in highest. Felicia Richard, but. Claire Huxtable, but uh, I mean, I digress. Doctor Heathcliff Huxtable, one of the best fathers in television history. Yeah, I mean, there were definitely situations where he he talked to his children about getting jobs, about getting getting earrings, going to college, going to college. It was just a lot of being stuff. grown adults. Yeah, and he opened that door back up for his kids to come back home when they needed to. Absolutely. Which is an episode that we gonna do in the future? Um, I want to get into something. Something along those lines. I think it's very important with us. Um, Uncle Phil, man. Oh, man. Philip Banks. Philip Banks, dog. That's a great father. Put that nigga at GOAT status. Philip Philip Banks is one of the best to ever do it on TV. Like, not only did you take in... First off, not only are you a father to your two children, well, three, three. children. Yeah. Um, then you brought in another one. Not real. even your blood child. Not even, not even a blood family relative. This is your wife's sister's son. That you not even you you and the wife's sister don't even get alone necessarily. You let this nigga come all the way from Philly West to live with Philly. you. Philly. Born and raised. Like so you got your troubled your sister who's staying in the hood. I'm sorry, your sister in law that you don't really fuck with, and she don't really fuck with you because you live out here in Beverly Hills. Y'all got a tumultuous relationship, right? You let her Wayward uh, ass child Come live with you in Beverly Hill Bel Air Bel Air We gotta keep the geography together Bel Air Same Yeah my bad But like that's a, that's, a, that's a step right And not only did you do that Cause I Wasn't it supposed to be temporary <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Like <laughs> Nigga end up staying for the rest of his life Right Like no, That's a big thing man Hold on Uncle Phil let him live in that nice ass mansion Went to Bel Air fucking academy with your dumb. I'm sure. Put Uncle- that boy in a, a private school. It gave him a good education. 
He literally gave that man a, a good education, put him in a private school, and then he got into college. And then he actually was there for counsel when he had issues. Hell yeah. Uncle Phil was there for everything. Uh, Remember the pool hall episode yeah, when they was the, getting hustled? To bail him out of jail. I mean, like bail him out of jail. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> bail him out of jail, but bail him out of situations like a father would. Hell yeah. And not just I'm going to bail you out. I'm going to be mad at you, right? I'm going to talk shit. But guess what? I I'm love you. you. I love you. And I'm going to give you that lesson as well. So... The I best mean, episode when when Will's father came man. and then he had that breakdown. Why don't he want me? Who was there for you, Will? Uncle Phil. Th- that that one episode is the reason that Will Smith is who he is today. Yeah, that opened up. That kicked open the door for acting gigs. You can't you can't watch that shit and not get the goosebumps, dog. Yeah. Like every single time. Like we've seen that shit a million times. There are right? some episodes of TV that you'll just remember forever. That is one of them. When Dwayne Wade came to the wedding, baby, please. Like that was that and, was great television. And that was ad libbed. I, I um that was that portion that part was ad libbed too. So that was like real. Yeah. We gonna do a black couples. We gonna do a television couple uh, episode where we kind of like highlight some of the great. Because me personally, I think Willie Gilbert. And Dwayne Wayne is the greatest couple of all time for television. Um, I, I really do think that. And, I can see on a few different points how you could argue um, that. And I want to just go over. And, you know, sometimes we got to rank and everything. I don't want to rank. I just want to just talk about different ones and That's cool. Explore That's cool. We can do that. Uh, there's Uncle only, Phil, man. Yeah. Shout out to Uncle Phil because you were a great example of a father. There's only one other father that stands the test of time that is the greatest father of television time on my list. Who's that? Motherfucking James Evans. Man. Don't nobody hold a candle to James Evans. You know what's so funny? When we did the uh, the sitcom episode, my cousin said I was fooling. He was like, how y'all get rid of good time? He was like, dog, James Evans is your father. He was like, uh, yeah. he was like, nigga, your dad is James Evans and shit. And I was like, all of our fathers, if you grew up like in a certain era of time, you live with a James Evans in your home. And I'll even take a stretch, and we'll probably touch on him in a, in a minute. But I think we all, if you are a young black, if you're a black man and you grew up with a black father, you grew up with LeVar Ball in your household also. To a certain extent. Yeah. To a certain extent. But we'll, we'll touch on that in a minute. But James Evans I mean, is the goat of fathers. Like... It gives you the so some of the, the characteristics that the reason I say that is one he's definitely was a disciplinarian right hell yeah didn't nobody didn't nobody even think to step to James Evans now you never actually saw him do anything no nah, but but that, it was always implied it's that fear when you can put that fear now I watched somebody. the episode where he like one of Michael's friends because he wasn't doing his homework in the house. And James beat his ass. Like so, you know, my father definitely. When we talk the whooping house, <laughs> the whooping house. You, I'll never let that shit go. Yeah, the whooping house turned into our house. <laughs> I mean, the whooping house is always your house. Y'all want a little story time with Jay? Come on, man, help All us right, out. Because I'm definitely before we end this episode, I got a story time with Dame about my old man. Shit is phenomenal. So but go listen, ahead. Uh, my dad gonna kill me for this shit. Uh, so you still you still scared to get a whooping from your old man at thirty five? So listen, uh, my brother, myself, and my cousin, we had did something bad. Right, my brother did something bad, and I didn't tell. And we didn't tell. We, we you we, you're not supposed to. We we benefited from the badness. 
it was something pretty bad. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to talk about what it is. We was on punishment for a year. <laughs> we was on punishment for Nigga, a year. Nigga, I've been on punishment for some shit for a full solid we year. We didn't get Christmas presents. They told other people not to buy us Christmas presents. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, Auntie did sneak us like a, all of us a Walkman and she, they let it pop. Like, we was in trouble, right? Okay. So my father, uh, he didn't give us a whooping. He was hurt. Initially, he didn't give us a whooping. That's 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 worse than getting initially. that disappointment. But it was coming. My father went out. My father can make anything. He made a paddle. He went out and bought some wood. I remember you telling because he made paddles for the, the whole yeah. family. He went out, bought some wood. He carved it. He like, whittled it. Sand, <laughs> sanded it. Shellacked it. Drill holes in it. Stained it. You know what I'm saying? Put the put the the the, the black masking tape around and shit. And like we, we for, for his grip. Yeah. Well, like we was looking out the window. Like we saw him. Like he was like Conan building a sword. You know what I'm saying? We seen him out in the back, like making this shit. And then once he made it, he didn't give us a whooping yet. Like he did. Like it was like some, he was still practicing it was swinging like some, it around. Some torture shit, right? So we ultimately um, had to line up. Uh, one day, and you know what I'm saying, and grip the ankles. Well, wow. Yeah. So look, one time it was one morning before before school, and he was like, "Line up." And my mom came along. Was like, "No, <laughs> not before school. No." I'm like, "So was that for the dramatics, or was no, she still?" No, really? she was dead ass. Okay. Like, you're not about to whoop these kids for no, no, no. So we figured, like, all right, when we come home from school, we getting our ass whooped. It wasn't that day either. This motherfucker is. <laughs> He's playing mind games. He's playing mind you know games. I'm, I'm a thinker, and I get the little. I get that from my father. I know how to play and plot it out because of him. So we did. Ultimately, one time they came home from church, like on a Wednesday Bible study, or something. Hit was to line up, and I'm so glad I didn't. Right. So listen, hold your ankles. You know what I'm saying. And he was scared to hit us with the paddle because at the end of the day. He love us and don't want to hurt us. He don't want to kill you. Yeah. So when he hit me with it, like it was like one of those little, just a little tap. And I'm thinking in my head, this another mind game that he was doing. And like, I was about to laugh. I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> because He would have murdered you. Yes. He was like, cause he don't want to hurt us. Right. You know what I'm saying? So he was kind of like, kind of, how do I test it out? But we got our ass whooped with this paddle. So then he made a paddle for my aunt. My aunt Eddie, uh, <laughs> made that paddle a product for of Johnson family paddles. Literally, he made these paddles for everybody in the family, and then so everybody when they really fucked up, they got the paddle. So uh, my cousins loved loved that. Like it was all for it. He, <laughs> he should have branded it, like put it in stores or something. He, the paddle was still it's, it's still out there. It's still available it's for still purchase. Out there. And guess what? After I have children, I'm taking that motherfucking paddle and I'm putting that bitch on the mantelpiece. <laughs> and that is definitely going to be the uh, the option for when you do something really, really bad. Hey, man, since, we st- since we're sharing story time, I'm going to share a story time about my old man, Ray Cash. Okay. My dad is really particular about shit. Like, he likes shit done a certain way. And he is a motherfucking neat freak. I'll say it because I know he don't listen to the podcast. But I say my old man is a neat freak, like to the point where like he's methodical with the shit. Mm -hmm. I can come into the house and slide in while he sleep to leave him some mail because every now and again, like he'll still get some mail to my house. I got an aunt. My father, like I bought my house from my parents when I got as of age and, you know, got some money. So my I still got an aunt 
that still sends shit to my house for my dad, even though he hasn't lived there <laughs> in at least 25 fucking years. Right, right. But she, God bless her heart, she still sends shit there for him. So whatever. So let's let's rewind to a time far, far away back in the 90s. I was going into 10th grade, and I, I decided this year I was going to play football. That was my thing. And my dad had – we live on a corner house. My, my old man still live there. We live on a corner house. And my old dude was real anal about the fucking grass. Mm-hmm. The grass got to be cut every Wednesday. Not Tuesday, not Thursday. He wanted the grass cut on Wednesday. And when I say you cut his grass, you line, you edge it, right, you right, sweep right. all the shit up. Ain't shouldn't nothing be there by time I make it by time he make it home. And my dad had he knew I like back then I was playing football in the summer. And if anybody that played football, you know about two a day practices. Yeah, yeah. I'd had two a day practices during the summer. So I would after practice, I get on the Grand River bus, drive an hour from Cass to my parents' house. And I get off the bus and wouldn't even take a shower. Just pull out the motherfucking lawnmower and I get to cutting because he going to be home like his routine. Like my dad, you can time your watch to his routine because he's at that time. He's just methodical with that shit. My dad's been to the corner every day at five o'clock on the dot. Yeah. So I, I knew at five thirty he was going to be coming up the block and he the grass better be I'm usually by. I'm getting off the bus from practice at like 2.30. Mm-hmm. I know he's going to be home about 5.30, so I'm hopping straight to it. Because it's a big-ass corner lot, so it's going to take me at least two to three hours to cut that shit to his liking. Okay. To his liking. because like, time. Yeah, I can cut the grass in about an hour. <laughs> I can I can knock out the whole lot in about an hour, but it's not going to be the way that he like it. So I know it's going to take me, because he like his lines a certain, the line's supposed to overlap. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, so I mean, it was some wild shit. So one weekend, I decided, you know what? Practice kicked my ass this week. He had the lawnmower set to a specific setting, and it was just known that you don't touch the fucking setting on the snapper because that's just what the fuck it is. <laughs> but this week, you said, I said, you know what? I don't want to cut grass next week, so I'm going to take this bitch down a notch. Mm, and I cut the grass. A little bit lower, didn't it? A lot lower. Mm. My nigga, I burnt the whole grass. This we talking middle of July. The grass is turning brown after I'm finished cutting it because I have cut it that low and scorched <laughs> the earth. I can I can still recall. So he he also wanted there was a certain way he wanted you to cut it. You start from the backyard, then you come out and do the front yard. I don't know why. I always start with the front. Not not at Ray not at Ray Cash House. You start from the back, you work your way out to the front. And that's what the fuck I did. So I remember cutting the grass. Now, mind you, it's middle of July. It's 80 plus. Mm-hmm. I am watching. I'm looking at the backyard being brown. My homeboy Rich coming up the street like, my nigga, what are you doing to the grass? I'm cutting it. He's like, are you burning it? My, in my six, 15, 16 year old mind, I don't get no fuck. I'm just, no, I'm not going to cut the grass next week. I'm cutting this grass. It is turning brown as I'm cutting it. I can see my old dude used to drive a Toyota Camry at the time. I can see the Camry coming up the street and I can visibly see him locking eyes with me and his eyes getting big (laughs) as paper plates because the ground because the grass is fucking doo doo brown. He got out the car, took the my dad used to wear a suit and tie to work every single day. And he, he still did until the day he retired. He got out the car. Took the lawnmower out of my hands. He told me, yo, I don't want you to touch my grass again. And I was like, cool. 
In my mind, I'm thinking fine because I don't want to cut this shit no way. Mm. It took a whole month for the grass to grow back right because I fucked it up so bad. Jesus he Christ. was out. He was out on the grass that night with the sprinklers on, trying to get the shit back, trying to start getting that shit back together. Man, we my pops is very particular about the grass as well, and they had like little lawn wars with the guys down the street. One guy down the street, he was he was way too dedicated. He'd be out there with scissors and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like he was way too dedicated. Like. Hey man, true green, all that shit. My dad give a fuck about that grass. Shout out to Ray Cash, man. Yo, he's still sick. But I'm 35. My dad like 63. If I go by there today, because it's Saturday, he's cutting grass. Not with no, not with no push, not with no lawn, like no riding mower. He out there pushing that shit. Mm. Backyard first, front yard. Man, I gotta start cutting grass again and shit, man. Man, I hate that shit, but I do have a teenage son, so I never touch the grass no more. Do he scorched that bitch though? You need he to, hasn't scorched you, it you as gotta, of yet, but he gotta, got it in him. You he got set it up in a him. Wednesday grass cutting day for that man. Cause he need to have one of these stories <laughs> about you. You better set up that day. Let me tell you something. My son is my son is fourteen. And I can promise you, he has seen some. My son, I don't even want to say what he walked in on. Oh but, shit! But let's just say it was me, two ladies, and a bunch of marijuana. The uh, end. Man, get that boy. Father away. of the year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Let's go back into some more of these uh these fathers, man. I think uh, people probably don't think about this one when you talk about good fathers on television. I'm going Fred G. Sanford, man. Uh, explain explain that one to me, cause I I'm I'm a little lost on Fred G. Uh, one that boy he loved Lamont. He loved his son so much, in fact, that he meddled in his life. He wanted <laughs> so <laughs> but much. But Lamont that, still lived at the crib, cause he got a great father that let this grown ass man live at the crib. Lamont could bring hoes to the house. Also, he started a family business, Sanford and Sons, cause I want my son to be, um. Financially stable. Once I, when I finally get the big one, <laughs> when, I go, when I go to see Elizabeth, when he go see Elizabeth. But um, he really and he, his son really loved his father as well. But um, like he didn't want his son to be with the wrong woman. Like the like he would literally go out his way to make sure that Lamont was taken care of. And you don't really and they was friends. Like yeah, you don't really see that all the time. Sometimes it's a definitely a disciplinarian. Role, but you not a lot of people are friends with their father, and I like the the. When I used to watch that, I always admired the fact that you could be friends with your son. Um, you can actually have a business. You can live with your father. Like I think we. Kicked- I think I think that relationship changes as you get older because, like my my old man went from being. I won't say that we necessarily are friends, but like it went from being the disciplinarian to more yeah. of an advisor. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I can come to him for advice, talk to him, bounce certain ideas off of him. And it's not like I'm going to be on punishment or some shit. Like, yeah, he may have something to say, but I know it comes from, yeah, yeah. you know, an honest and a loving place. That relationship definitely changes because now I sit and I kick it with my pops. Um, you can kick it with him about shit and it's cool. And like I put him like because he can build anything, he can fix anything except computers. I'm the, the computer guy. Yeah, I can't fix a car. I'm like basic shit. You know what I'm saying? I can know. All right, you fucking alternator probably go take that up here. Like, but I can't. I've never rather went down and tried to. He he can fix anything. He makes anything. He a painter. He's a builder. He redid our whole kitchen. Put rooms inside the house. Like he literally can do anything. Right. 
Um, but he wasn't real tech savvy. So I taught the nigga how to go online and go to YouTube and I'd be re- researching different things. He got me into guns. You know what I'm saying? As a child, we was always shooting. Um, I built my AR-15 from scratch or whatever, right? Um, and then once I learned how to do it, like I bought him the parts and we uh, for his birthday, and then we built uh, built one together. You know what I'm saying? So we bond over different guns and different things. So we sit there and kick it. And then, you know, I'll be off into some some left-type thinking and shit, right? Yeah. And I share different documentaries and stuff with him. And we sit there and we kick it, you know, discuss the Bible, different things. You know what I'm saying? When we was younger, like, that wasn't things that I could do. No, not at all. And I look at, like, that same thing with my old man. Once my mother passed, my father waited for about a year. Then he wanted to get, like, back out there and date. Mm. Or not even date, but shit, at least have a female to accompany him to, like, the movies, mm-hmm. the concert. And, like, and I was single at the time also. And listening to, like, my old man go through certain <laughs> shit as now being a single man after being with my mom for 30-plus years, like... You know, like us bouncing off the different bullshit that we went through with women, like it was eye opening. Yeah, that's because I'm like, Dad, you've been out the game for a minute. You've been and, out the game for 35 years. Yeah, man. and there was certain shit that he used it's to cell phones now, Dad. Like, <laughs> yo, know, it was it was certain shit that he used to run off to me, like I ain't doing this, I ain't doing. I said, Well, you're gonna be single for a long motherfucking time because, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a new day and age, and even a even an older woman wants certain shit. Like, you just gonna have to get past. Some of your stick. Well, your mama never. Well, mom gone. Mom gone. Man, we got a shout out, uh, Carl Winslow. For me. I know you didn't like Family Matters. Though. I didn't. I don't like the the Urkel show, but Carl Winslow was always there for them kids. Always, man. He was a great father. But he did. He did let Judy just disappear without no no nothing. She was just gone one day. Contract disputes. You know nah, <laughs> you don't let your kids just disappear, Carl. Was. Hey man, she she got rid of, she got rid of the show. <laughs> he just don't let your kids did, disappear. But he definitely let his wife's sister stay there with her kid too. Yeah, and raised the helping hand and raising that little nigga with the mullet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Carl Winslow was a great. Open up his door to Steve to come in and fuck shit up yeah. every single week. Absolutely. Uh, let's talk about Levar Ball, man. Uh, in my opinion, like the Father of the Year award should be named after Levar Ball. I think Levar Ball gets Father of the Year this year, dog. I don't understand why everybody hates this man because everybody keep talking about we don't want to deal with the father. And I try to ask him what exactly has he done to upset you? Because the only thing he's ever done is hype up his son. They got mad when he said he could beat Jordan one on one in his heyday. If you live with a black father. At some point in life that may have been may have had an athletic past. Of course, your dad is going to say to you, yeah, and back in my day, I could have beat Michael Jordan. So what and his, his his rationale for it was like, well, back in my day, I'm like six, five, 260, 270. He's six, six, 205, maybe I'm too big for him. Hey, look, if that's what you think, that's what you think. But y'all mad at him for it? Hold on, but, but you as, I, I say this even for myself as a father. I don't let my kids think for a second that I'm not every <laughs> everything I pipe up to be on this motherfucking podcast. My son, act, <laughs> a small story. My son, me and my, my ex-wife, me and her boyfriend got into 
a war of war words at one time. Okay. But I mean, he was doing what he was supposed to do. He heard me talking crazy to my ex-wife. That's her current boyfriend. Of course, he's going to pipe up and say something. Now, my son happened to be in earshot, and he said, Dad, what would you have done if, if so-and-so would have ran up on you? I would have beat his motherfucking ass. I would have beat shit down the back of his leg. I would have cracked his motherfucking head open. You think your daddy would have took an L? Huh? Is that what you think? <laughs> Absolutely not I would have beat him Within an inch of his life I would have beat The love of Jesus Out of that nigga I seen my daddy Get into a a Conflict When he didn't know That anybody was watching And I saw how he handled And carried himself When he didn't have An audience It was just him In the middle of the night With a gun behind his back And somebody running Through the backyard As I'm peeking out the window And uh Hey, I got much love and respect for my pops because it ain't all talk. Because I seen him <laughs> in, in in his natural habitat by himself. Um, but Levar Ball, he he said he can beat Michael Jordan. I'm not mad at him, whether I agree or not. Yeah. They ask me if your son is better than Steph Curry right now. Hell, fuck yeah, my son is better than Steph Curry. Nigga, my son is better than everybody. Why are people mad at that shit? You're supposed to hype up your kids. Like, other if than you're that, not their biggest cheerleader, the world not gonna be. They telling him like other, I mean he he made some shoes with a high price tag right? There's a bunch of bunch there's a bunch of companies with shoes with high price tag. Like what exactly has he done except support his father? I mean support himself. Say yeah I used to the nigga played college ball and he went to two NFL teams. Like the nigga's athlete. He tried out. He tried out. He didn't make no roster, but he tried he was out. on a he was on a practice team. So he he didn't make a, a full a actual NFL he didn't play in an NFL game but on two different teams um, he and actually when um, Pete Carroll was with the, in the NFL the first time he like his tight end coach liked him so much that when he left they took him with him or whatever never played college football today I played college basketball in junior college and then I went to um, NC I mean I went to a, a full college and played ball and then I literally went to the NFL without ever playing college football. I'm an athlete. In my brain, y'all can't fuck with me. Yeah. I'm a tight end in the I mean, like, really? It's hard as fuck to make a team, uh, even a practice team in the NFL. Hell yeah. I watch Hard Knocks every year. Like, and that is. That's some, my shit. You know I love saying? Hard Knocks. And I got more, res- I got respect for them niggas who never get in the game because them niggas be, are balling. And they was the shit in college and they don't get no love. Uh, but like, the man, the man in his brain thinks he's an athlete. I don't got no problem with that. And guess what? He raised three sons. We ain't never been in no fucking trouble. Who I watched his little reality series on YouTube because everybody say that he's these kids are scared of him. Nigga, no. They the love fuck. and respect their father. No, the fuck they not. Like I actually got to see how they interact with each other and how they personalities. Like this man's a great father. I, I miss him. Why y'all so mad? Like, and guess what? I would not know who the fuck Lonzo Ball is without Levar Ball. I just wouldn't know. He the megaphone. That's all. I just wouldn't know. Now, did you see uh, when uh, Lonzo Ball did his media his workout? It was people out there like it was Kobe, like they literally had like fifty to sixty reporters out there just asking him questions, and he handled all the questions well. He's like, "Oh, we don't, we ain't seen this." Now he got the uh, the Father's Day commercial that's running on uh, uh, the, the Foot Locker. The Foot Locker. That's just funny as hell. Like I ain't played the game. I ain't been drafted. I'm the star of it because they referring to it as the Lavar Ball. I mean the Lonzo Ball commercial. All the draft picks are in this in this uh, potential draft picks are in this commercial. There's only one that you know, and that's because well, really, like there's not that many of them that you know at all. But 
Lonzo Ball is a star of it because of his father's touting his talents from day one. I don't have no problem with LeVar Ball. If you grew up in a home with a black father, there's some LeVar Ball sprinkled into that shit. Nigga, my son is great. Why would you, why would you, your son or daughter comes up to you and asks, yeah, you think I can be as good as Serena Williams one day? Hell yes, you can, sweetheart. You can be you better. better. Why is that wrong? I don't get it. What, what, what is the problem? Well, he's just too much. Too much what? Too much confidence? You better instill some confidence in them boys because guess what? This world is hard. And the world going to kick their ass and knock them down. And they got to understand that they, they built tough enough to, to take They built to win. On. They built no, to you win. better instill. Ain't nothing wrong with confidence. And especially when you can back it up. Hell yeah. Shout out to him. Great father. LeVar motherfucking ball. Uh, that's all I got, bro. I'm putting Vegeta and Goku on the list. I, I, can, I, can I share something? Duh. I've never watched no, Dragon Ball Z. Oh, man. I've Come never on, watched man. Dragon Ball Z. Come on, I, know, I know their characters from Dragon Ball Z. I've never watched it. Come I'm on. sorry. Duh. They go. They going on the list as great fathers. Dog. <laughs> okay. They didn't die so many times for their children. <laughs> uh, really though, great fathers. Uh, I'm not. If you if you watch Dragon Ball Z, you don't have no problem with Vegeta and Goku being on this list. It just is what it is. They get great. Uh, I don't know, man. I think that. Do we got any more? God. That's, that's the greatest father of all time, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know? That's it. That's it. That's, that's the top of the list. That's all I got, man. That's all we got, man. Hey, man, shout out to all the dads, uh, all the fathers celebrating Father's Day. I hope that you get the big piece of chicken, the big steak, a quiet house with no kids, and the sex that you deserve for Father's Day, my brother. Absolutely. Shout out to all the fathers out there. Uh, women do not, under any circumstances, let me repeat this, do not under any circumstances start that fuck shit and start patting yourselves on the back for Father's Day. Nope. You just had a day. It's called Mother's Day. I understand you may be a single mom. He you, may be a deadbeat dad, but tomorrow's not, not your day. Don't, it's not your day. Don't start that fuck shit. Let the men out here who are actually fathers enjoy their, enjoy their day. You are not a father. You are a mother. An exceptional mother trying to play the role of both but you can't you you just an exceptional mom you're not a father don't start that fuck shit tomorrow please yeah i don't want to hear single mother's day um no 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 bitch it's not your day and and i have absolutely no sympathy for that shit if i see one of my female friends talk yeah i'm follow you are going to block hell I'm unfollowing. <laughs> I'm blocking you on everything. I'm 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 dead ass serious and I'm super petty. If I see that fuck shit, I'm unblock I'm blocking you. I have absolutely no sympathy for mothers on Father's Day. Fuck you. Fuck you. Cause you know what? For Mother's Day, <laughs> this shit took a turn for the worst. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it's about to get real greasy for a quick second. For Mother's Day, you see all these commercials: buy mom flowers, buy mom jewelry, K jewel, K jewelers. You see the line coming out of Alex and Ani, Tiffany's niggas is lined up. You know what? You know what? I don't want a fucking drill for Father's Day. I don't want a goddamn tie. Step it up a notch for me this year. Buy dad a Shinola. 
That's a great fucking gift. <laughs> Buy me some fucking Bond number nine cologne. Don't go to fucking Burlington Coat Factory and get me no cologne. Go to Neiman's. I want some Clive Christensen. I want some fucking Creed. Buy me some shit that you gotta that y'all had to re- put some real money in. Well, once I have some children at some point in my life, they better buy me guns and ammo for my on Father's Day. That's and a, that's perfectly fine. You can buy Dad an AK. Buy me a Glock 19. There's one. There's one that I got my eye on right now. You can buy that for me and some hollow points. Yeah. Take. Ask mom to take you to the gun and knife show, and my oldest can definitely point you out to the pistol that I desire. Don't. I love my kid. So I typically have my kids on Sundays mm-hmm. because that's just my court appointed fucking day to have my kids. I'll be perfectly honest. I don't want you all to stay on. On Father's Day I want you to come Bring me something to eat Bring me a gift Shower me with love For two to three hours And go back home (laughs) Let me enjoy Father's Day In peace Okay I want A tomahawk steak 32 ounces A loaded baked potato And I'm gonna eat that bitch A loaded baked potato Some asparagus A simply lemonade Just a straight lemonade And a fifth of Hennessy Boy you talking about Man, that's a lot. That's fine. You might have a you might have a heart attack. No, I'm, I'm, that's gonna be my breakfast, lunch, and fucking dinner. I'm gonna eat that shit a, a piece at a time. And I want you all to shower me with gifts, praise me as being an amazing father, and go back home to your mama. Well, hopefully they'll listen to this. Uh, and I would like a Shinola and a Glock 19. I'll take the Glock. Well, I got that actually already. Uh, I don't have the Shinola. And buy me a game for the PlayStation. Yeah, I saw my PlayStation. I already have a Glock 19. Uh, but uh, we just appreciate all the fathers out there. Um, give out the social media, man. Yo, Dame Gone Wild, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. I've been on one this whole episode. It's okay. And I didn't even drink today. This is this is sober, Dame, by the way. <laughs> yeah, like I, w- I got a phone call right before the podcast started that lit my shit on fucking fire. This nigga was mad. As- I, wish, <laughs> I wish I should. I should have been recording this shit. Though. I was mad than a motherfucker. By the time I thought to turn the mic on or hit the record on the camera, it was too. Late. It was over. Uh, we missed some amazing. Like there were some amazing quotables in that conversation. But you know what? I'm I'm full of I'm full of them. Yeah. So I mean. Even if you didn't catch it this time, you'll catch it soon. But Dame Gone Wild, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Shop Talk Podcast Picnic is about to pop off. We'll have more details like within the next two weeks. Start getting your summer bodies together now. It's not too late, ladies. It's not too late. Uh, Follow Shop Talk Podcast on Instagram. Go follow the Facebook page at uh, Shop Talk Pod. And I'm Jay Johnson 313 on all social media. And, um, Go to the website shoptalkpod.com. If you listen on iTunes, go rate the podcast five stars. I don't care if you hate it. Go rate that shit five stars. Drop a comment and, and tell um, a friend. Tell a friend. Just tell tell one for Father's Day. Just tell one person about the podcast. Yeah, we appreciate it if you do that. And uh, we got some cool guests coming up. Uh, I reached out to a couple of people. Uh, Man, I, I forgot. I didn't even tell you about this. I reached out to a couple people, and we got some pretty cool guests lined up. Uh, next week, we got my friend Kina Kina Day from, uh, who's an incredible author. We'll be putting her on the podcast, and we got some big some big guests about to come through this bitch. Absolutely, and a lot of things to be looking forward to. I mean, we one year in. We blessed to have everybody um, listening and taking the time out of their 
day, week, month, or whatever um, to show some support. Um, it definitely means a lot. You know, we see the likes, we see the comments, um, we see the listens from all over the country, and not even a cliche. Like it really, really touches my heart, warms my heart to see all the love and support. Um, we one year in, but we got um, some really, really big things popping for year number two. So, shout out to y'all. Yeah. And um, I'm not saying we the Rockefeller podcast, but we are Jay and Dane. Goddamn right. Peace.